Is it bad that I'm recording this episode and already anticipating next week's episode because I am so desperate for change and am tired of being unsettled and unsatisfied? Welcome to the Simply Jamila podcast. Hi everyone, I hope you are doing well. My name is Jamila. I don't know if I sound exhausted, I promise. Like, I'm not exhausted, but I'm 90% sure that my period has started. And, you know, I'm a very straightforward person. I'm just going to be real about it. If you can't handle women talking about their periods, that's really sad because it's literally a part of life. But anyway, with mine, I just, I'm very, very, like, tired, like, physically drained. And that's just a part of it. So if I sound physically drained in this episode, that's literally what it is. It is my body doing what it does every month. Twice a month if you were September. Anywho, I am happy to be back this week with another episode. I don't know if you missed it in the last episode, but I am back to being weekly. I just love my passion project. I guess you could call it a passion project. I just, I love doing this um, as much as I can. And it is really like my relief from very difficult days and from honestly just dealing with a bunch of teenagers. This is just very relieving for me. And it brings me back to who I am because it's so easy for me to get lost in the classroom and to become a different version of myself. I'm still me, but I'm also me who has to deal with 3,000 different personalities. And it's so easy to lose yourself when you have to do that. And then I just find myself being incredibly like, not stressed out, but just frustrated with just the overall environment, which is where the beginning of this episode kind of comes in. But we'll dive more into that next week. So working with Simply Jamila and all the changes that I'm hoping to implement uh, towards the end of this year and recording this podcast and working on things like in my personal life as far as just like my own interior design things and just graphic design things like it really brings me back to who I am and that is why this podcast is back weekly long story short bring it back around town anywho let's get into some black and beautiful news already got the world on me give a pretty brown girl her space you can keep your bitter i'ma make a better way Okay, so the first thing I have to say is that Simone Biles, okay, I'm probably going to say this name wrong, Shailise Jones and Rebecca Andrade, please do not hate me because I say those names wrong. I try really hard not to, but sometimes I don't know, like I can't just say Simone Biles, Jones, and Rebecca, like it's just, you know, I have to at least attempt. I apologize to those women for saying their names probably incorrectly, but all three of those women make history as the first all-black podium in world championships gymnastics. So black people are back at it again with making history, especially Simone Biles. Simone Biles really said, I'm going to disappear, meet the love of my life, get married, have the most amazing bridal shower ever. Oh my goodness, those images live in my head rent-free. I wish I was kidding. She really went off. It just lived her best life and then was like, okay, I want to do gymnastics, do gymnastics again, came back, got another like flip or something. I don't know. Got another move, another gymnastics move named after her and is a part of the first all black podium in world championships gymnastics. Like go off, literally go off, go off and keep going off. I am so happy to be living in a time where I can witness Simone Biles talent. She is already the greatest like in history and she just keeps proving it but congratulations as well to the other two women I don't know them as well I don't know if they represented different countries but I am happy for them and I'm just happy that we were able to witness this because again black people are back at it with making history next bit of black and beautiful news and this is something that just like really it's it's kind of a reach but it's a podcast that I love and y'all already know what I'm going to say if you heard this podcast before but Jamel Hill is unbothered is available on every platform going beyond Spotify season four is coming which I'm very excited about but she this is beautiful news because she used to be a Spotify 
exclusive yeah she's okay she speaks exclusively on spotify but she's now available on all platforms including apple podcast amazon wherever you honestly get your podcast kind of like this podcast except for not as famous of course but it is very exciting news for people who don't you know have spotify or are completely against spotify now jamel hill is available everywhere so you can experience her and her honesty and her unapologetic demeanor. I love her so much. So I think it's beautiful news. And if you listen to this podcast on a different platform that isn't Spotify, you can listen to her podcast as well. I recommend it. She is a woman of so much wisdom, so much story, so much love. It's just beautiful. So again, Jamel Hill is Unbothered is available on all platforms. And season four is coming. Moving on to how I'm going to pretend to stay hydrated this episode. I have Sprite to drink, but it's not just any Sprite. It is McDonald's Sprite. And if you know about McDonald's Sprite, you know for some reason it hits different. I truly have yet to figure it out, but considering the state of my body, I was like, okay, let, let's go get some like good Sprite. So we went to McDonald's right around the corner and got some Sprite. And I'm hoping that it continues to do the trick as far as conquering my nausea and keeping my eyes halfway open. All right, now let's get into what this episode is all about. And this is going to be very, mm, if you can, if you, yeah. <laughs> I made an episode not too long ago about the horizontal tango and just like my point of view and like very big lack of experience with sex, you know, like I made a whole episode about that and just being a virgin and being very unashamed about it. And I'm still unashamed about it. I mean, I've been alive for almost a quarter of a century and I don't think I need sex to live my best life and I think that's one of the best things that I have really learned because as a child like especially just coming up and like in middle school we'd take a team living class where we had to like learn about sex and I thought like oh that I would have like made it you know <laughs> like as an adult if I experienced that and then of course I'm a big rom-com book reader and I love my like rated r rom-com movies where there's like sex involved like I liked friends with benefits and I liked No Strings Attached with Ashton Kutcher. I believe that was his. But anyway, like those kinds of movies, I was like, oh, like I would have achieved pure adulthood and I would have lived my best life if I had sex. And now that I am, I've been at this thing for <laughs> 24 years, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm chilling. I'm not, I'm no longer feeling that pressure and I'm just living my best life. Like I really don't need it anymore to live my best life. Will it be an experience when it happens? If it happens, I could die a virgin, then, you know, all right, cool. I'm ready for that experience or as ready as a girl could ever be, depending on the situation, I guess you could say. But it's not something that I just feel like I have to accomplish to prove A, my like place in the world, my place in adulthood, and then also just to prove that I'm like worthy of being loved and touched. Because for a minute there, for a while there, I think that was part of that desire to have sex is like proving my worth. But all of that (laughs) stems from childhood trauma, to be honest. And I am still on that journey of working through that. And I'm happy that I've like really dove deep into that journey and I'm doing what I can to heal from the first like 18 years of my life it's just been a journey but with the healing process I've learned like I don't need sex to feel loved especially if I love myself and I can give myself pleasure anyway going back to the start of this tangent this is going to be kind of like part two of that episode because I did something that I never thought that I was going to do I finally went to an adult shop I was going to title this like sex shop but it just seemed a little too crass when it's just like an adult shop just the same way they call pornography adult entertainment the sex shop was an adult shop okay it was an experience and with me talking about this I'm going to be pretty vulnerable and I'm probably going to be uncomfortable just because this is like going out there into the world and there's a lot of like sex podcasts and stuff I literally listened to one called dying for sex and that one was very interesting it's about a girl who had terminal cancer and went on these like different sex excursions I don't really know but I've like listened to them I mean Dipsy has their own like little podcast situation as far as Spotify goes and I'll link everything that I'm talking about in the description of this episode but I just still something about it's like okay this is my inexperienced self-talking and exposing my discomfort and it's fine I'm just gonna go for it we're just here to go for it 
if you haven't gathered anything from this podcast, there are several reasons that I gave myself and justifications for why I could never be loved romantically, why I could never have like a life partner to treat me the way that I deserve to be treated. And one thing I will say, just like a side note, and I do plan on having an entire episode about self-dates. I'm so excited about it and like solo dates. But one thing I have really explored with my self-dates and like solo dates and just chilling with Jamila is that you learn like how you deserve to be loved and like what that looks like for you. So if someone tries to come in your life and show you how they want to love you, like you know what it looks like on yourself first. I don't know if that makes sense, but I just like didn't really think that I was worthy of it or like that I deserved it because of my lack of like experience and like history. But with my like self dates, I'm like, wait a minute, this is how I want to be loved. This is how I deserve to be loved. And if I can give it to myself, why should I expect it from a partner? You know what I mean? Going back to me consistently talking about like and finding different reasons for why I would never find love and why I thought that I didn't deserve love, which this is past me. Current me is doing a whole lot better with her little McDonald's Sprite. <laughs> is one of the reasons is like one of the reasons that I thought that I would never find romantic love is because I was pleasuring myself with resources that I purchased, if you know what I mean. So I and I would talk I remember having conversations about these resources with one of my friends and I think we were at like Chili's we were definitely like a public restaurant it was one of my it's one of those like core memories that just kind of stays with you like we really had that conversation (laughs) with several people around us at a restaurant but it's fine because I mean at the end of the day you die alone so why does what other people hear what other people say about you why does it matter why why do we care but I, it was, it was a core memory. Anyway, so I, I started off, I remember the first resource that I purchased, it came and I was staying at my grandparents' house and, uh, I don't even know, should I, I'm just going to say, it. I'm just going to go for it. So the first resource came and I pretty much like, it was packaged as like lip gloss. So they didn't really expect anything. And then the second resource came when I lived with the roommate that I talked about. And I mean, at that point I was like, both times I was an adult first off let me just say that I was an adult both times but I just got to the point where I was like I and this was before I got on birth control and really like started trying to figure out what's going on with my very horrible periods but when I say I needed a release for my hormones like I needed a release okay and I finally found it in my resource when I first used that little bullet for the like the first time I like my period went so smooth afterwards (laughs) it was fan-freaking-tastic and that's when I really started to feel and do research about like the benefits of sex and over the years as I explored my resources and did my research I realized like how bad sex isn't you know like there are actually benefits to having sex and maybe not having sex but at least allowing yourself to feel pleasure because i mean i haven't had sex but i felt that pleasure right and i had one of the best periods that i will ever have like that period will go down in history even now being on birth control like earlier today i was i was cramping low key i was on an apartment tour i was kind of dying a little bit but that period <laughs> after i used the bullet for the first time I was like myself. I was just walking, talking, chilling. I felt no nausea. I was living my best life. Today, even on birth control, I felt that nausea. <laughs> that that stuff was crazy. That was kind of the beginning of like my curiosity. Like, wait, is this like what other people have experienced as far as just like getting to that point? You you stay sexually frustrated, but it's like, how do you handle the sexual frustration and I just reached a point where I was like I have to do something about it and so curiosity killed the cat and I bought my resources and again I bought another one when I lived with a roommate and then what point did I throw them out yeah when I moved here I was like you know new state new me I guess and I actually threw them out like I got rid of my resources so well no I actually remember one of them I got rid of when I lived in Tennessee because I gave it to Goodwill. (laughs) That is so horrible to say and admit, and I know that's like wrong and something about that is just very inhumane, but I literally did not know how to get rid of it and it was so overpriced. So I stuffed it in a bag of old clothes that I gave to Goodwill. I do remember that because I never went to that Goodwill donation spot like ever again. I 
like remember talking to the friends that I had like at that time were like no longer friends anymore but when I had them I remember talking to them about it and it like got brought up as like a joke a lot in our conversations I do remember that that was the first one that I got rid of and that one was like a very big pink monstrosity that worked wonders she she did what she had to do but she was kind of crazy and she was really hard to hide at the end of the day it's just a matter of can I hide this and I couldn't hide her and then when I moved to North Carolina at this point so when I threw that one out I had three I had gotten another one I got like a rabbit or a bunny or whatever it's called and then I threw that one out so or I threw out the big one and then I got here and I still had my bullet and my rabbit and then when I moved here I just got rid of both of them I did not donate them to Goodwill because I learned my lesson, which they didn't like, obviously Goodwill didn't come after me because it was stuffed in the clothes, but my guilt was out of control. Like I mentally could not handle that. I felt so bad. I felt like a garbage person. And after I did that for a while, I was like, you know, we don't deserve to have a good time right now and to try to make our periods better because we just scarred the people of Goodwill. The good thing is that it was clean. Like I'm not disgusting. I do clean my resources after I use them. But it was just like a, you really did that. And that's fucked up. <laughs> like, honestly, I, I did not feel good about myself for a while. That was such a, oh my goodness, who was I when I worked at Lowe's? <sighs> I ask myself that all the time because the way that I literally grew up just like moving here and realizing, and I've had a lot of time to just like think and be like, I was a, like a mess truly a mess and I dragged a lot of people into my mess and I feel really bad about it and if I could apologize to every single one of them I, I would because I was a mess and now I feel more adult and I think it's because I am surrounded by teenagers and I look like a teenager so I have to prove that I'm an adult but just like even being like literally on my own and trying to figure everything out it's like I feel like a more balanced version of myself I feel like a better Jamila just thinking back to who I was and when I go visit my family in Tennessee it's a little like jaw dropping for me just kind of seeing all these places that I used to go and remembering oh I cried here oh I cried there oh that's like a memory and oh I used to obsess over this person at this spot and this person lives there and that person once upon a time lived there and da da da, da. and it's just like all these people that I don't talk to all these memories that I have and these things that I experienced in these restaurants that I went to while I was an actual mess like I was a mess mess and somewhere in there I think part of it is I started therapy and that was like helping me get through the mess but to get through something you have to first like acknowledge it and I repressed things for so long that I like was no longer acknowledging them and I think part of what made me a shit show is that I finally decided to acknowledge everything and all the ugly parts of myself and in acknowledging the ugly parts of myself I let those ugly parts just like out and about and it made me an absolute mess <laughs> but anyway so going back to moving here and just becoming more adult trying to change myself again I I threw out those resources because I was like if I'm gonna meet somebody here then I'm gonna do it organically and I don't need these things to pleasure me because in my head I was gonna meet a man when I moved to North Carolina and I was gonna find someone to pleasure me and that's just not the case I mean it's been almost a year of me being here and if anything I have come to love being single more here it's kind of crazy I don't know if that's my trust issues just coming out to play like I'm still on high alert I think I will always be on high alert or it's just you know I'm growing up I don't know what it is but I I'm out here like nobody talk to me <laughs> don't talk to me don't look at me don't breathe in my general direction no I um that thought process of like oh I'm moving here and I'm going to experience this crazy thing and along the way I'm going to meet someone that I absolutely love that's that's definitely escaped my brain now I'm just out here experiencing this crazy thing and learning about myself learning about my strengths and honestly just stressing over life I, I don't try to stress but like y'all I gotta find an apartment again <laughs> I'm over it. I'm over moving. I'm over moving. I'm over moving. But the squirrels have kicked me out, bro. And it's hard. And the time crunch is crazy. Let me just talk about this real quick, right? So this week when this episode's going up, I need to turn in my like notice of leaving or whatever to my leasing office because if you do it 60 days before you leave, my lease is up January 1st. 
I have, am going to Tennessee to, you know, be traumatized by all these memories and also just be with my family and see how everyone's changed and grown. And we got some travel plans, hopefully, for next summer that we need to discuss as a family. And also, I really want to go on a trip with my friend. So I should honestly bring that up. But um, that's a whole different thing. Uh, <laughs> there's plans that need to be made, essentially, for 2024. And So I will be in Tennessee for like nine days. And so I fly back the 29th. So I have between the 29th and January 1st to get out and to move. And the thing is, I don't know where I'm moving. I don't want to move closer to the school that I work at. I don't want to leave the city, but rent is going up like crazy in the city. Like girly is really at her struggling. So there is a lot of just like figuring it out. And I guess that's what I meant by like, I'm just out here with like the stresses of life it's more it's not really stressful it's just I have to figure it out and yeah I can call people on the phone but at the end of the day I can't just go 10 minutes down the road to my grandparents and rant and be like I need help like no I have to if I want to go rant somewhere I go sit in a park now and I just look like the crazy person and I start talking to myself or I pretend that I'm reading a book and really it's just me quietly whispering to myself like that's just how I've been dealing with it and trying to figure these things out I get out of my apartment I get away from a space that is very comfortable to me um despite the little rugrats running around in the wall (laughs) and I just I have to figure it out so that is that I don't know how I got on that topic of conversation but we're gonna go back go back to what this episode's all about is resources (laughs) Yeah, so when I moved here, I got rid of the resources that I had, and it's been kind of a hard fight, I'm not going to lie, especially, again, when my hormones enter the conversation. Like, I know my period's about to start when I can look at something and get turned on. Like, just literally look at anything, and it's like, wow, that apple over there, whoo, man. (laughs) When those hormones enter the conversation, it is a fight, and I have won some battles and I've lost some battles to say the least as far as really fighting for keeping that that under control keeping my hormones and my desire to feel pleasure under control but recently this is where the adult shop excursion comes in recently I read a book that had my hormones going crazy I mean I could not see straight like I did what I could to pleasure myself without my resources But I was like, honestly, so overcome with like lust. And I think that's like one of the seven deadly sins. So Jesus forgive me. I don't even know if it's seven or 10. I think it's seven. Either way, Jesus forgive me. But I was just so overcome. Like I could not see straight. I was sweating. I was like short of breath. I was like, I need to relieve myself like immediately. ASAP. I got it. I got, I got to do something about it. But I like didn't know like what to do I could I just could not provide relief to myself so I was like I have to I have to get my resource back I have to get my resource back but I needed something like immediately I was not going to order something on Amazon or one of my little websites that I used when I ordered the first three I was like we need something like immediately so I did what I did best and I went to Google and it showed me an adult shop that was literally less than two miles away and I was like oh my goodness, (laughs) we're doing this, we're doing this. And I was so worried, like driving there, I was like, what if I lose this desire that's like coursing through me? What if I lose this like built up sexual frustration? Like, what if it all just disappears because I drove to the store, was overwhelmed and then drove back and it's just gone. It did not leave. Let me just tell you that. But driving was difficult. Like when I say body parts were hurting, I I was struggling, bruh. So I went to the adult shop that was less than two miles away to get my resource back. And it was an experience. So this was at night. Let me paint the picture. Probably not going to do a good job. But anyway, so I was trying to like knock the book out. And we got to the part where the main characters finally like confessed their love for each other. And, you know, everything was great. This is a book that I'm not even going to like keep. I just wanted to read it because okay so let me tell you the name of the book and this might be so 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 bad this might tell you my actual like strength as a woman when I tell you the name of this book and how it really got to me okay so the book (laughs) sorry ah it's like almost embarrassing so the book that I was reading that really like did me in was love on the brain by Allie Hazelwood (laughs) 
Ah. Oh man. But you get to a certain part where it's like, like, wait a minute, this is a little raunchy. Like, wait, it's not raunchy, but it's, it's wow, wow, wow. But then the rest of the book wasn't my favorite. So I'm not going to keep the book. It's going in my McKay's pile for next year. I love, like, love theoretically will forever be that girl. Uh, so far i've only read two alley hazelwood books but love theoretically so far is winning for me i still need to read the love hypothesis and then speaking of mckay's when i was at mckay's i got loath to love you it's just a collection of novellas so i need to read those as well but there there's like scene there's a scene like that first like moment of horizontal tangoing (laughs) in love on the brain that i was like I was just not doing well. And it's so crazy. I don't know what that says about my mental capabilities, physical reactions. Maybe science just really does it for me. I really don't know. (laughs) I don't know what that says, to be honest. But I could do it. So I was reading on the couch and I was like, it was late at night. I was just trying to finish the book because I gotten so far into it. I was like, I can literally finish this book tonight and just like be done, right? So I kept going, but I could not get past like the built up sexual tension that my body was experiencing. I, I could not, I could not get past the relief that I needed. So I went to Google. I saw the shop was less than two miles away. I didn't really know what to expect because it was a Friday night and I wasn't sure, you know, how do adult shops work? I don't know. Anyway, I had an hour. So I went an hour before the store closed and then I got a little nervous because some of the reviews were like, you know, it says the store closes at 10, but they closed at eight without telling anybody due to understaffing or whatever. But then there was like moments where they would see people inside the store and the door was locked. So I was like, what if I drive these less than two miles and they're inside and they just see this like halfway looking teenager Jamila trying to buy something. Like I was, I was a little nervous, but fortunately it was open. I don't remember the name of the store, I will say, and I think part of it is because, actually, why don't I just Google it right now? Literally, why don't I just Google it right now? Part of it, though, the sign was, like, broken, so it was kind of like, uh, I don't, I don't know what this is. Hold on. Let me see. Adult. Priscilla McCall's. (laughs) I shouldn't laugh. Um, you guys, my laugh is getting crazier and crazier, I will say. It is getting a little bit more, um, yeah, kind of unnerving, I guess you could say. But Priscilla McCall's is, <laughs> I have a friend who tells me that my laugh is like kind of evil when I like do it, like the laugh that I keep accidentally doing during this episode. But anyway, Priscilla McCall's is the name of the shop. It is a chain. I don't, the only locations that are coming up for me are like North Carolina locations, but I don't know if that's just because I'm in North Carolina. No, there's one in South Carolina in Myrtle Beach, but it is a chain. Um, so you could have one near you. Um, again, when I went, half the sign was broken. It was kind of unnerving. I was, what was I wearing? I was wearing like my sneakers. I was wearing some sweatpants. I had like a little, like my t-shirt crop top situation that I sleep in. And I like threw on a jacket cause I knew it wasn't like the warmest outside. And when I arrived, there was like two other cars in the parking lot and it was next to a like dodgy looking hookah lounge like hookah bar and lounge and I was like you know this is fine everything's fine we're fine and there was a guy in a gray Mustang I remember that specifically I don't know why but he was just like in his car just like looking around like in the parking lot of Priscilla McCall's and I was like okay you know it's fine everything's fine maybe his partner's inside we're safe it's safe it's dark it's not a dodgy area at all you're good um (laughs) I went walking up to the door was like nerve wracking because again, half the sign was broken. It didn't look like there was anyone else in there. My grandma chose this time to literally FaceTime me back. You guys hear that? It's my phone vibrating because my grandma's calling me. I'm going to call her back after I finish recording. Yeah. So as I was walking up to the door, there were a lot of like, I don't know. It was just kind of eerie. There was like signs all over the door, like, only the like only forms of acceptable payment um you had to have you had to be like 18 or older I don't remember if you needed to have your ID I didn't have to have my ID did I have to have my ID I don't remember but you had to be like a certain age or older like they ID'd or something did I have to give her I can't remember so there but there was a sign about like the whole age thing um 
there was just a lot of signs. It almost looked like those like tobacco stores that just say tobacco and have all the lights and posters on the front. It literally looked like that, but just a lot brighter on the inside with like a lot less it wasn't really posters. It was more just like pieces of copy paper with things typed on them. That's that's what it looked like. And I walked inside and there was a woman in there. And I thought there was another woman in there. But it turns out this lady was literally talking to herself. Like cell phone was not present. I did not see anything in her ear. She was just talking to herself. Go off, I guess. Um, there was music playing. So maybe she was singing to the music, but it just sounded like she was having a full-blown conversation. But she was the only person in there, which made me kind of eerie about um, Gray Mustang Guy, especially because my car stands out so heavily. But I walked in and she was a black lady. She eyed me at first, like she hardcore eyed me. But the way desire was like just coursing through my brain, like my body, like I need to just get relief was kind of crazy. There was a moment of like, Ah, <laughs> I don't really know how to explain it. Or I was just like, moment. I momentarily freaked out because she was watching me. And I tried to like walk in with like this false confidence of like, I know where I'm going and what I'm looking for. But then I didn't. And I got very overwhelmed. Like there was a lot happening. I, there was, <laughs> it was a lot. And there were no signs. Like there were absolutely no signs telling me like where, certain things were so I kind of just like went to the right and made my way around and there was like tights and stuff and like kind of foreplay type costumes not many but just a few and I was like all right cool obviously I don't need tights and then I turned the corner and there were (laughs) there I don't know there's so many different resources that can be used during intercourse that I was literally mind blown I was like okay I'm just looking for a bullet like to be honest I'm just looking for a bullet or like a mini rabbit I never saw the mini rabbit I saw big ones I saw very very big ones and I was like who where is that going (laughs) where where are we putting that there were there were butt plugs I I turned the corner there were butt plugs I saw the um I don't remember the name of them it's like little beads that like you you insert and they vibrate. Oh my goodness. This is just very explicit. Um, I saw those. I saw the rings for penises. <laughs> I just wanted, I was getting a little frustrated because I just wanted like something simple. Like I just wanted the bullet. I just wanted to get it done. There were variations of penises. I did not think that I would see that. I don't know. They were just there like in boxes they weren't out and about but they were like in boxes and like there was just so many different kinds if anything once you get past the like general shock of like the environment especially being watched and being the only person in there then you get like flabbergasted and overwhelmed really like you kind of ignore the fact that you're the only one then in there and then you get overwhelmed by the fact that like there is so much to like choose from whether you want like if you want one of something there's so much to choose from and it's very overwhelming I'm not gonna lie it is incredibly overwhelming and I think for the next go around I need someone with me so I can be a little less overwhelmed and just feel better overall but I had to get this done so I finally ended up finding what I needed was like I found the bullets so I found the bullets and then I kind of just I found they were on the right side of the store I didn't even look at the left side I was like I'm just gonna go over there if I go if I go to the left side of the store I mean it's nothing that I need I'm gonna be just incredibly overwhelmed and I'm gonna look real crazy and dumb and the store wasn't inviting like any adult shop that I've read about like in books and stuff they always just seemed inviting like pink walls red carpets just very like I don't know stereotypical and just like kind of cringy whereas this was like the white tile floor the white walls the bright white led lights like it was giving psychiatric ward but with resources sex resources and them i guess you could say so anyway i was walking up to the counter there was like a glass case with i guess the very very expensive resources that they sell there was also different kinds of lube lubricant is just so beyond me i was like I just know the basic and that, but there was like organic and like different flavors and like there was different kinds of condoms. I was like, this is beyond me. I just want to get my stuff and go. So I finally gave the woman the bullet and then she went to like talk and be like, you have batteries. <laughs> and I was like, I was going to say yes, but then she like started looking at the package and she was like, oh, it comes with batteries. So you're good. And I was like, okay. And then the battery that it came with or comes with or whatever is like a very specific kind of battery. So I'm really nervous for when it like runs out. 
because <laughs> I got to figure out the battery that it has. But it was a very overwhelming experience. It wasn't long. I honestly do want to go back. It's weird. Like now that I've done it and I can say that I've done something very out of pocket, very not Jamila at all. I kind of want to go back and just like browse, you know, it's just kind of like skydiving. Like I never really thought I was going to actually do it. And then I did it and I'm like, oh, I want to do it again. <laughs> it's the adventurer, live your life, miss independence part of me that's just like let's experience it again but it was after getting over the fact that she eyed me so heavily and just getting over all of the overwhelm that was all of the items that was in there that like overwhelmed me it wasn't bad so if you ever feel like weird about going into adult shops because you know maybe you're by yourself or maybe you're the only one in the parking lot it's not as bad I will say when I walked out of the shop and the gray Mustang was gone. Something about it unnerved me. Like, I don't know why this dude sitting in his car really like messed me up mentally, but it did some damage. I can't really explain to you what the damage is. It was just very like off-putting. Yeah, I mean, honestly, now that I've like finished the story, I'm like, there's not really much to it. I guess it was just something that it was so exhilarating and I wanted to share it, but I couldn't figure out who to share it with <laughs> to be honest I've kind of reached that point in adulthood where I have friends and I love them dearly but we all have lives and it's hard for me especially just like being out here by myself to not feel like a burden when I want to share the weird stuff that I do and I feel very like fortunate to have such I guess intimate would be the right word, relationships with my friends where we can talk about these things. And it does feel, it does get a little, not uncomfortable, but like, I don't know. It, there's moments where it's like, you know, they're talking about their sex lives and I'm just like, yeah, I'm still a virgin. But there's also like, we talk about our poops, you know, <laughs> just very intimate conversations and it's nice and it's fun, but for me, it's also like, okay, we got to time this right, you know, because they have lives in different states. And it's like, I don't want to interrupt what's happening, you know, like if I had a friend that was like at a wedding or like on a trip or like, I don't know, on a date or starting a new job and like maybe their job is different hours. Like, you know, you don't want to like ruin that by texting them. Oh my goodness. I just bought a bullet from an adult shop. I need to talk about it, but I also wanted to relieve myself before I process what I did. And after I got home and just, you know, did what I had to do to take care of my situation, I went to sleep. <laughs> I was like, okay, now I got to go to sleep. I didn't finish the book like I wanted to. I woke up the next morning, had another situation arise from the same book because there was another scene. And then I finished the book. And then after I did that, I like looked at what I needed to clean and I was like, I bought this from a store yesterday. Like I momentarily started like freaking out. It like started processing and then I was like, I need to talk to someone about this. So instead I wrote it all down in my podcast notebook and here we are because it was very weird. It wasn't weird. It just got weird when I initially walked in and it became overwhelming, but then you get past the overwhelm and it's not bad. And I think part of it too, like for me, I was so weary because I look like a kid and it's been one of my downfalls over the past few months. Oh, birth control alarm. I will hopefully remember to take that when I'm finished recording. <laughs> but yeah, it's just been a, a problem. I guess one could say over the past few months. So now it's just something that I'm like hyper aware of is like I've been alive for so long, but to several people, I still look like I'm 17 years old, which is not bad at all. I'm not complaining. I love it. If I can look this good and this young now, I hope that I can keep it up for what I'm like in my 50s, which at the end of the day, aging is a part of life. So if I get some wrinkles or some laugh lines or whatever the case may be, then all right, cool, bet I'm aging. That's great. It's if anything, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's mean it means I've lived long enough to be able to start forming these wrinkles and these laugh lines. Now, if I'm thirty something and I have wrinkles, then someone needs to tell me to stop smoking so many cigarettes or whatever the case may be. 
I'm not mad at how young I look. I just think there's certain situations where it becomes a problem. And I think that was definitely in the forefront of my mind as I made my way to Priscilla McCall's. But at the end of the day, even though it was in the forefront of my mind, just finding relief and pleasure was a little bit more important because I was like, literally when I say I stopped functioning as a human, I don't recognize who I was It was kind of crazy and it took like seeing the resource that I purchased the next morning for me to process like what actually happened. The fact that I actually got in my car and made that journey, came back, got the same really good parking spot in my apartment complex. Like it just, it took a minute for everything to kind of process and it was like, wow, I really just did that and I'm not incredibly ashamed. That was my adult shop excursion. Uh, If you've ever been to an adult shop, I would love to hear about your experience. If you have any questions or fears or if it's just one of those things that it's just like, why would you even consider that? Like, I don't know. I just, I would love to hear your thoughts. Uh, It was, it was a journey. Let's just say that. It wasn't even that much of a journey. It was like a 15 minute trip, but it felt so monumental it felt like I was taking a step in the right direction as far as like my womanhood goes and taking care of my body as a woman because I feel like when it comes to sexual desires and just feeling pleasure and I I talked about the show called principles of pleasure on Netflix and it's really good I definitely recommend watching it but like a woman's needs are often forgotten so when a woman puts her needs like and that's not just with sex and pleasure it's honestly with anything in life is women's needs are often forgotten so to take a moment and to put my needs first and to actually like I don't know like just take care of myself and it was liberating in a very unique way it was a very liberating experience it's like I did that I did not wait for someone else to help me I went and I took care of what I need to take care of to put Jamila first, put Jamila as a woman first. So that is my excursion for you. It was, it was very nice to say the least. It was very, very nice. And it, I think it did a lot for me mentally, as far as just growing up and figuring out who I am and figuring out, you know, how am I going to, how am I, wow, <laughs> how I'm going to keep living this life that I'm proud of and how I can make it even better. So yeah. Anyway, speaking of making things better, living good lives, I do have some wrecks and regrets. It's related, I promise. I'll tell you how in a second. First thing I want to talk about is a movie called Long Shot. It has made its debut on Netflix this past week. It is a movie starring Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. And it came out in like 2019. And I remember it was like a very big deal when it came out. And I just really, really, really wanted to see this movie. But by the time I had the funds to see the movie, it was out of theaters. I've been waiting. I've been waiting on this one, okay? I've been waiting on this one to be free on a streaming service. And it finally arrived and it did not disappoint. It was such a good movie and I'm so happy that I was finally able to watch it. It's a movie that I honestly think I could watch again. Like truly, I would I would probably watch that again. I got a little nervous with the way it started. I was like, wait, what are we doing? Why do I see a Confederate flag? What's going on? But then it got really, really good. And it's a fantastic movie. It's on Netflix. If you haven't heard about it or you haven't seen it, it's called Longshot. And I... 12 out of 10 recommend watching it. Seth Rogen did so good. It's an unlikely pairing that just is fantastic. Also, Ice Cube's son is in it. It kind of messed me up when he said he was a Republican, but he's in it and he does a fantastic job. I think his name is O'Shea. Next book uh, or next thing that I have to share is a book called Love in Other Words by Christina Lauren. It was a book club book that we read. We finished it. What are we in? We're in October. So we finished it in September. It is so good. There is a moment where, you know, eyebrows get raised. You're like on this upward, upward, up, wow. You're on this upward climb. And then all of a sudden, some justifications that aren't really doing it as far as justification should are said. And then you're like, "Mm, that's a little questionable. So you kind of slide down the hill a little bit, but it's still a really good book. It's way better than The Unhoneymooners, in my personal opinion. So this book receives a lot more hype and attention than The Unhoneymooners, and for very good reason. It is a very easy rom-com. There's like a breakup moment, and the breakup is so like gentle and kind. And it's like, okay, that's cute. Wait, what? (laughs) Like, 
<laughs> this isn't sad at all. Wait a minute. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. But it's really, it's a very beautiful book. So if you have the opportunity to read it, I will back everyone else who has given it the hype that it's gotten. It is worth the read. Again, it's called Love in Other Words by Christina Lauren. Next thing I want to talk about is a TV show or a season of a TV show because you know I love me some only murders in the building. Season three has been wrapped up. I thought I knew what direction we were going in and then I didn't. (laughs) As per usual, right when I'm like, okay, it's season three, like by this point I can figure out what direction they're going to go in. Like I got this. And then I was wrong again. And even on the final episode, I was like, oh, they figured it out. Cool. Nope. I was still wrong. (laughs) I was still wrong. But they have officially renewed for season four, which considering the way season three ended, I am ready for season four. I'm very interested in seeing how like Mabel stays relevant just because she has technically moved out of the building. And if it's only murders in the building, like it's related to the Arconia, but she no longer lives there. So I'm kind of interested in seeing how they play with that or if they play with that a little bit more. I feel like they didn't really like play with, they did a lot with it in the beginning of the season, but not so much the end. And then like, will she still be in a relationship with Tauber in season four? Like what's going on? Cause I feel like every season Mabel's been in a relationship and there's no like real clarity to the ending or there was season one kind of like Cara Delevingne was like in season two and then like disappeared season three. And then season three, it's like Talbert. So it's like, is Talbert going to be here in season four or is she going to find someone else? Like we need to have some continuity with that. But I'm I'm very interested in just like how this is going to go, especially with the way they ended season three. Uh, if you haven't watched it, you need to watch it. If you have watched it, especially the ending, like please call me <laughs> or DM me, text me, whatever you got to do. Because I need to talk to someone about it because I like who's trying to who who's trying to kill who for what? Anyway, and then the last thing, speaking of just like living life and everything that I talked about towards the end of the entree of this episode, this is this is what I meant as far as like good memories and all of that jazz. I actually don't even remember what I said and it was like less than four minutes ago, which is really sad. But any experience that I had, I have to talk about it. I have to talk about it. I put it on my Instagram story on um, at all simply J. If you're not following, you should. If you want to, you don't have to. You can join the 30 other followers that I have. The 30 followers that I love. Thank you all for following that very small account. I appreciate it. It's where I promote anything involving the podcast or the blog if I have a way of promoting it. If I don't have a way of promoting it, then I won't promote it. But anyway, I did put an Instagram story of this up because I was shook to my core. I finally saw Ray live. It was euphoric to say the very, very least. I like, okay, listen, I, okay, so let's backtrack because I don't know if I've said this in the podcast. I did make a video, um, documenting my trip to Asheville, North Carolina, where my taillight got busted and the beginning of that video. And I, when I went over my trip, like what the whole Asheville experience, I'll have the blog post I'm talking about. I'll have it links in the description of this episode, but the beginning of it all starts with me buying my tickets to see Ray to see Ray like live in concert this past week and the date kind of snuck up on me and I was like crap like that's happening not crap in a bad way but it's like oh snap I have to like take a nap because you know I wake up at four in the morning to go to school and teach so I was like okay like I gotta take a nap and I like left her concert crying (laughs) I was like I didn't want to leave that's never really happened to me before as far as I can remember where I just did not want to leave someone's concert it was so beautiful she was so 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 vulnerable oh my goodness and like her energy and her just personality is just like out of this world she is such a to quote the woman behind me there's a woman behind me who says very loud she was she said she is such a fucking beautiful human. And that is very true. Those are the best words to describe Ray. She is a very beautiful human. I, she provided water to someone in the front who needed it. She gave someone in the audience their opportunity to sing with her. What? She had a moment in the show. And I thought this was so beautiful because there's often shows, times in shows where Maybe the band will stay on or like the dancers will stay on, but the artist will take a break and go change or whatever the case may be. But with Ray's concert, she stayed on. 
like the stage like she was there the whole time and she let her band go and take a break and it was like a live like a live actual band there was drums there was the saxophone there's the trumpet we had the bass we had the guitar we had the keyboard like it was just oh my goodness like I had like no words it was so beautiful and Miss Girl started at 15 minutes early I was so happy she said on her Instagram story that she was gonna start at 8 45 8 30 hit and she was on the stage and I was like that's what's up really made my I'm an old lady now ha- heart very happy because I was looking ready to get in the bed but then her concert woke me up it was just so beautiful there were tears there were tears I'm not talking about the tears like after I left when I wanted to like not leave like during her show there were tears it was one of those shows where, I mean, of course, Escapism was the last song that she sang. And that's when mostly everyone's phones went in the air. Everyone's phones went in the air for like the beginning when she sang Oscar winning tears and the end for Escapism. But you didn't see that many phones throughout because everyone was just so in the moment and so present and just taking in everything that she was singing and everything that she was saying. She made a very, very big point to just talk to us, check in on us. And it was just so fun and it was just such an amazing experience like that is something I will never forget and it made me an even bigger fan of Ray and I regret not buying the vinyl while I was there I've been having I've literally had that vinyl on my to buy list for forever and a day I have been wanting my 21st century blues on vinyl for forever and she just released the orchestra version when she played at some fancy music place, I don't want to miss the name, mispronounce the name of it, so I'm not going to say it, but I'll have it like linked in the description of this episode, I guess. But she just released like the live version of her album as well. And I just, I need to get some vinyl from her or something. When I saw Half Alive in September, I bought their vinyl conditions of a punk, but, and it's blue. Oh, it's gorgeous, but I need Ray's because I think Ray's is white, which is so freaking beautiful. It matches the aesthetic of my dining room so perfectly, so perfectly, but it was such a fantastic experience and I just had to rave about it because like I want to, next concert, she does, I'm going to go see her and I'm going to make a point to like buy the VIP pass or the all access pass or whatever because I I want to like actually say like thank you for existing and yeah you made love songs and you made heartbreak songs but she also made like literally a song about body dysmorphia and a song about the like anxiety that comes with existing in the current society like thank you for speaking on this stuff that people would never do and she's an independent artist and she's killing it she's killing it as an independent artist on a world tour just touched jimmy fallon's stage played at the biggest music venues and concerts and festivals and whatever through around the world like i am such a huge fan and i'm so grateful i was able to experience her live and that is my ray rant (laughs) if you listened to this point of this episode i just want to say thank you and i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope you enjoyed my deep thoughts regarding adult shop shopping (laughs) i guess even though it wasn't really much i just i'm happy to be here and i'm happy to be living this life that is just full of different adventures that it's really challenging me as an adult as a woman as a black person, as a Christian, I'm just being challenged all the time and I'm loving who I'm becoming and what I'm learning. And that includes the adult shop excursions. <laughs> but thank you again for listening to this episode of the Simply of the I'm trying to speak so fast, I need to calm down. I need to drink my McDonald's Sprite and calm down. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Simply Jimmy the Podcast. I'll be in your ear next week with another episode, one that I mentioned in the beginning of this one that I'm excited about. So I can't wait to talk about my generation being incredibly unsatisfied all the time. Until then, have a very fantastic week and I'll talk. I'll see ya. <laughs> Don't let your head get in the way. Can't be defined by your mistakes.